Hello and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Well, it's uh, late on a Tuesday evening, February 15th, Daytona 500 this weekend, right? Then the St. Pete IndyCar, uh, what, a week after that, Kirby? Is that correct? Week from Sunday, IndyCar season opens. Wow. Uh, of course, we'll have a race and then a, another quasi off season and then another race and another quasi off season curb let's uh get started off with that theme what do you make of the nascar race in the la coliseum uh you know i was prepared to, to dump all over it and i suppose on on substance I, I could i'm not much of a nascar fan i couldn't point i couldn't tell you what song pitbull is ever saying and uh, i could at least pick <laughs> ice cube out of a lineup but but despite my lack of interest in any of those key elements of that show it was a a six or seven hour commercial for NASCAR and good on them for having the, the will and the ability, the wherewithal to, to pull that off. They got a bunch of supposedly new fans out there, according to their metrics, and they feel like they put on a good show. Kirby, I'm, I'm picturing you watching the Super Bowl halftime with a quizzical look on your face. <laughs> I, 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 I skipped it. None of none of those acts uh, had any interest for me either. What you got to do these days, right? You got to adapt or die. You know, Fox gave them six hours on a Sunday afternoon evening, you know, uninterrupted. Could IndyCar command that kind of time on NBC? Not in your life. Hell, even the Olympics shakes things up, right? I mean, when you were growing up, did you ever see a half pipe in the Winter Olympics? Well, curb. Half pipes around. Mono Bob, though. That was a Mono Bob. I tune into the Olympics in the evening sometimes here this uh, last week or so. And every time I do, it's a half pipe this or a freestyle skiing that or, a, you know, or kids on. It's a whole other thing. They change and adapt with the times. And um, Curb, I picture you watching the Olympics with a quizzical look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I just shake Back my head. In my day, there was four people in a bobsled. Exactly. Mono Bob. Mono if you want to go, Bob. you want to go down by yourself. You went on a luge, right? That's the whole point of the luge. But um, or well, there is the two-man luge curb. Let's not forget that okay. wonderful event. Uh, my point is whether it's Formula One trying sprint qualifying, NASCAR taking their product on the road and going to the LA Coliseum. Everybody's got to have things like that that attract a different kind of fan to help their sport. And uh, IndyCar's got to get with the program. I take everything you say on board. I understand what you're saying. Out of the box thinking, I've seen examples of it in other series, uh, probably not seen as much of that in IndyCar. But I think we got to be careful to jump to too many conclusions that that's what IndyCar needs. You know, I always thought the point of racing cars was kind of speed, you know, like that was a big, big element, right? You know, sure. cars going fast. These cars are going like 60 miles an hour. I mean, albeit in a you know tight space, but they're still going 60 miles an hour. They they're over they're way too big for the size of the track. The cars themselves, right? Right. Uh, and the racing wasn't even very good. I mean, it was it was you know pretty much processional. You know, until somebody wanted to stick down um, in 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 the inside of a corner and kind of you know barge somebody out. You know what the racing reminded me of? Three letters. Yes. Exactly. SRX. It was very similar, you got to say. I was sure. half surprised to see Tony Stewart commentating because it's like I wanted to kind of grab him and say, dude, they just stole your idea. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. But, um, 
no, I'm look, I'm not defending the product on the track at all. The product on the track sucked. So but does it work when the product on the track is I mean, it's, it appears to be working in Formula One and maybe it's working in NASCAR, too. You know, IndyCar's big claim to fame is it's got the best on track product, but it doesn't seem to really matter for much. We can be critical all we want to, but I think it served its purpose for them. No. Soccer is the world sport, and uh, I can't watch that either. Curb, willpower, specifically willpower and poles. He's got 63. The pole record is held by Mario Andretti at 67. All right. Will's got at least a couple of years left, including this one, on his contract. That gives him – that's the end of his career. He would need two poles each year to tie. How's that for math, Curb? Pretty good. That's what a good Catholic education gets you. And you would have said a couple of years ago, ah, oh, you know, not an issue. But he only got one last year. And he does seem to be kind of on the other end of it here a little bit. Is that four as close as we think? What do you think? Uh, I think he should be able to get those four within a couple of seasons without too much trouble. Uh, he did only win one poll last year, but the uh, four years prior to that, from 17 to 20, he averaged four and a half polls a year. I don't think it's age or any, you know, uh, loss of ability on his part. I think it's just, you know, a lot tougher competition out there. You know, gone are the days when he'd get eight poles in a season like he did back in 2010 or 2011. But uh, don't forget, you also sent me a blurb the other day about that the Chevy package wasn't, you know, was severely deficited. Or is that a word? Deficited? I don't think so, but I think we know what you mean. <laughs> Let's pretend it's willpower speaking. <laughs> oh, mate, I was just a little bit deficited. Disadvantaged, how's that? My, my uh, Chevy was deficited. Um, disadvantaged, uh, you sent me a blurb on that where it was fairly common knowledge that at least on the street and road courses, uh, you know, uh, coming off the corners, the Honda engine was much better and therefore led to a much higher uh, speed at the other end of the, the straightaway. Well, again, that speaks to something besides his his uh, ability or skills. So um, Yeah, but my point is, let's say that that – continues you know you got to take all the street and you know street and road courses out of like you know potential poles for him or at least real hard i think everything you say is true but i think he'll be around long enough to get those four poles so my prediction that nobody will hold me to because it'll be at least two or three years to disprove it is that it's going to be very close if he does it he's going to do it by like one pole Um, i'm going to say he hits at least 70 before he's done if you're listening to this podcast in the future please uh email us Tell us, tell us how we did in our predictions. Yeah. And tell us how stupid one of us was. Can I, can I interrupt? Sure. Your train of thought and, and just take this moment to bash on IndyCar's lack of just doing the basics to help promote the sport. Okay. Uh, in preparation for this uh, preview section of the show, I was went to IndyCar.com hoping I could print out a list of teams and drivers. Do you think you could find such a list on IndyCar.com? It's a little early, Curb. There's right. there's at least 10 days to the race. Oh, no, they've got a mugshot of every driver, and you can sort those mugshots any way you want. But who the hell wants to print out a bunch of mugshots? Can't find that on IndyCar.com. Had to go to Twitter and find some gentleman named Andy Merrick who summarized it all nicely for us. Yeah, I'm just going to the uh, the thing right now, Curb. Mm-hmm. So I, I just clicked on drivers, and I realize it's in alphabetical order. But they are, an, they're out, there, there's an option to resort it by other means. Okay, but but this is how it comes up when you do it. And and they're your first three drivers, and it, it, it takes up most of the screen because the mugshots are quite large, right? Oh, right. Here's your first three drivers that are listed. Like who? Okay, so I'm I'm some guy. I, I've never known an IndyCar. Oh, I wonder who the drivers are. The first three: 
Marco Andretti, yeah. Marco Andretti, Tatia, uh, Tatiana Calderon, and Ed Carpenter. Hey. Faces so you got a guy curious. no longer racing the series. Maybe the 500, right? He was announced today. Okay, he announced today. So one 500 only, one girl that hasn't turned the first wheel on a, on the course yet, right? But you know, but you know, she's one of the most experienced rookies in recent history for IndyCar. <laughs> According so, to they. For, forget those three people last year that have seven NASCAR championships and yeah. raced thousands of years in Formula One and. And Ed Carpenter, who is very gray, I must say, well, in his picture. I don't. I don't think he's committed to anything more than the 500 this year either. And I'm not sure he's committed. And then you got kind of a cutoff face picture of Elio, Connor Daly, and Devlin De Francesco. In other words, deeply buried in this. I mean, Elio is a bit of a star, I guess. But come on, Curb, they got to do better. Who who runs this website? Don't know. Right, let me ask you another question. All right. You've uh, participated in the IndyCar fantasy racing leagues before right yeah i gave up last year i understand but, yes. but they've got but they've got your name and your email address i bet you yes have you gotten an email from them about uh, participating this year no have you gotten an email from them suggesting hey why don't you get your buddies together and form your own leagues no how about hey why I, don't you just watch it on television it's coming up no but i mean i, I went i just didn't to get ready for the show i went to the indycar.com i went to the fan section Clicked on fantasy racing. My password still works from last year. And are they ready for this year? Hell no. It's never available to you until about five days before the first race. You can never get your league together until two or three races are done. You're having to sit there and manually keep track of everything because nobody got started on time. If you're going to do it, you should have it ready to go three weeks before the season starts at the minimum. What's so hard? Curb, I think we're at our best when we're complaining about IndyCar. (laughs) Yeah, when we're bitching about IndyCar. I really do. But it's so true. It's just so right. It's it's awful. It is just awful. You know, I I played uh, in a a fantasy baseball league with the same guys for 30 years. And you, you, every day, the, the fantasy game sends you the results from the prior day. Every day. And it's just so easy to go in and use the system when you need to. IndyCar has one race every two or three weeks, right? They don't send you the results the day after the race. You have to go work your ass off to figure out how you did compared to your buddies or how you did compared to the IndyCar community on your own. You got to work hard to play their fantasy racing game. So much work still to do. I think probably people get tired of us carping on about this, but I mean, they just keep, they keep kind of giving us reasons. Well, I mean, this is the easy and the cheap stuff. It isn't expensive and it isn't hard. And it's stuff that actually pays. You know what I mean? It gets people involved. It gets people watching. It gets, you know, it's like a super easy thing to kind of do. I've also spent some time as we're talking, like going on DraftKings and FanDuel. Mm -hmm. And um, again, no tabs for IndyCar betting. Curb, let's not, let's, let us not sink further into the abyss. I believe you had some questions uh, that you wanted to ask. I am here to answer them. All right. There's four drivers uh, that have switched teams this year. Grosjean going to Andretti. Sato going to Coin. The Coin. Pagano going to uh, Meyer Shank Racing. Meyer Shank. Yep. And Harvey going to uh, Rahal. Rahal. Of those four, who do you think will have the best season in their new digs? 
Well, I think, you know, the easy answer to that would be Grosjean at Andretti. But I kind of feel like Harvey might do okay at Ray Hall. And I think Sato will not be good at Point. I've not been a big proponent of Pagano as of recent years. I mean, it's hard to be, you know. Uh, and it's hard to see where going to that team is somehow going to catapult him to the front. But stranger things have happened, right? Well, for purposes of this question, he just has to be Grosjean, uh, Sato, and Harvey. So. Well, I think the safe one is, like I said, uh, Grosjean to Andretti should be, uh, I would think, a fairly uh, potent combination. And I think Jack Harvey's a better driver than people give him credit for. So I'm putting you down for uh, Grosjean, Harvey, Pagano, Sato. Yes. All right, I'm going to go for uh, Pagano. Number one, I think he'll be energized and rejuvenated. I, th- I think Grosjean is talented and will do have a lot of peaks, but I think he'll have his share of valleys. I think Harvey's going to get outshined on his own team. I think Sato's at coin for one thing, and one thing only, and that's the Indy 500. Okay, there are uh, six, count them, six rookies in the field this year. Devlin Francesco at Andretti, Malukas, David Malukas at coin, Kyle Kirkwood, and Tatiano Calderon at uh, A.J. Foyt, Callum Mylot at the new Humcos Hollinger team, and Christian Lungard at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Predictions. I like Lungard. At Ray Hall, just because he's on it's a of, of the teams, it's a decent team. De Francesco at Andretti. We've talked about Foyt probably too much on this show, but I think it's a it's a disaster they're headed to this year uh, for the whole team. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, to to have three cars like this and uh, Kirkwood is obviously a great driver, but you know I think Sebastian Bourdais was a great driver and somehow Foyt brought him down. Kirkwood's probably in the middle of that pack, I would guess. Um, maybe even towards the front, because who uh, who went to coin uh, Malukas? Malukas, yeah. I don't think that's going to be a particularly potent combination either. So, uh, Lungard, De Francesco, Kirkwood, Malukas, Eilat, new team, tough sledding for him. I think he's a very talented driver, but you know, it's, I, I'll I'll slot him in uh, just after Kirkwood. That means you got him between Kirkwood and Malukas. Yeah, I'm gonna diverge here. I'm gonna say Malukas is rookie of the year. I think he's strong. I think I think Malukas is bringing his Indy Lights team with him for the most part. HMD Racing, uh, which is the family racing team, obviously very strong in Indy Lights. I think they'll bring some good organization and some good skills with them. I'd go with probably Lungard second. I think De Francesco might surprise a little bit. Um, as you said, he's on a strong team. Should have had another year of seasoning, but uh, I think he might surprise a little bit. Kirkwood should be next, and then Eilat, and then Calderon. I think you're smoking crack with Malukas. Uh, it's first time for everything. Um, haven't had any crack before in my life, and I'm looking forward to <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it never too late. Never too late to start. Okay. Okay. Um, Marcus Erickson, for real, or is he a pretender? Can he back it up this year? Well, he better, or Magnuson's going to take over his car. They might not even change, bother to change the sponsor. <laughs> um, he is in a category with a few other people. Uh, Rossi, I would put in this category. Um, Scotty McLaughlin. Yes, I mean that. I'll that'll do. That'll do. Pig. Felix Rosenquist um, are gonna have to perform this year. I, I would have put Connor Daly in that, but apparently he's locked in for three years or something crazy like that. Yeah, those guys they're gonna have to do something this year. Or if they don't, the 
there will be varying results, you know, depending on who. I mean, you know, Rosenquist, if he doesn't perform, I could see him out of the series, for example. Whereas Rossi, if he doesn't perform, he's just going to find himself on a lesser team, right? Right. Um, Glofflin, again, I think, you know, if he doesn't perform, it depends on the degree of that, but he could find himself, you know, as a failed experiment on Team Penske. Erickson's in this weird thing where I just think he gets, at one point during last year, the hottest racer of anybody, right? Right. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to get the respect, and I think the reason he doesn't get the respect is because he's just not at the sharp end enough. He's right there in the mix last year. I think he could race just as well and, and finish 10th instead of 6th this year. Yeah, but do you so, agree with me that he, that he doesn't really get the respect? I do. That's kind of why I brought him up as somebody that uh, could go either way uh, very easily. This year, I think his results are in 2021. I think his results showed well and maybe a little bit better than he drove. I think he should be in that mix again. I really do. Yeah, you you seem to have a soft spot for that guy. Yeah, you cool. know, um, looking at the drivers list, it just it, it saddens me to agree that you know two names aren't there. I mean, one is uh, Bourdais, but the other is uh, it's just disappeared off the face of the earth. Is Ryan Hunter Ray? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was surprised he at least wasn't doing some sports car racing, right? Would he even take some of these IndyCar rides if they were offered to him? Uh, I think he's picky enough that he he'd rather sit out the season and wait for something better next year than just to have a ride to be in the 500 srx maybe you should hire connor daly as his agent <laughs> yes curb any other thing you want to get off before we get into some picks here no i think uh you know, we're down to it who's like the big picks left are uh, the season and the 500 so i know we uh did some predictions for IndyCar champion on a, a previous show with but yeah. I'll give I'll give you this chance uh, after having had time to think about it if you want to revise your pick I think I do who did I pick I believe you were New Garden yeah I'm Herdomania you're Herdomania yep I had kind of forgotten just how dominant he was towards the second half of last year you know practices or or you know preseason testing mean anything i think that could be a real misnomer to pay any attention to those numbers but again top of the charts there too drove like a fast little bunny at the, the rolex 24 curb <laughs> yeah he did uh, do that he just seems to be hitting on all on all cylinders right now he he really does not my favorite driver honestly but you know herd of mania since you've uh, released joseph newgarden as your pick that's who i'm going to go with i think I think Newgarden, um, even with his two championships, is underrated for how well he's driven the last five seasons. And uh, I think he legitimately could have claimed any one of those championships he didn't win. So my money's on Newgarden this year, and uh, I'll be pulling for him from the start. Two good choices there, I think. Um, I, I, I could e- very easily be on your side with that one. And then I think the other you know, the other guys that are going to be in there in it to win it, Award, Palau, Dixon, I guess. Hard to kind of just add him in as an afterthought, but that's kind of where he's gotten to a little bit, I think. Again, the depth we were talking about a minute ago, you feel like if you go more than three or four deep here, you're just throwing in, um, you know, token names, but it's all legitimate. Dixon could do it. Palau could do it. Rossi could get his head out of his ass and do it. Um, but, you know, I have a hard time seeing Rossi beating Herta on his own team. I, I think Power, uh, has he dropped out of the conversation now, Kerb? I, I always want to put him in the conversation, and I think he should be in it, but he just has such a track record of too many bad results, whether they're his fault or somebody else's. It's just uh, hard to believe between Penske and himself how many gremlins or how many 
mistakes they can uh, drive themselves into. I'm going to say no, but I I actually root for him every year to try to be. Me too. Me too. But I, I he's dropped off my list. You wouldn't you wouldn't throw Ray Hall in there, would you? Uh, as we discussed last podcast, if uh, if Ray Hall starts qualifying in the top three, he's absolutely going to be in there. But I just don't see that happening either. Uh, last major uh, prediction here, which is a bit early, but we'll try it anyway. Who's your pick for the 500? I might surprise you, Curb. Yeah. Pagano. It wouldn't surprise me if he won. It surprised me that you picked him. But uh, right. Elio going for number five, defending champion with that team. And uh, Pagano, I think, is as good a driver as anybody at the 500 the last five to ten years. So um, uh, nothing wrong with that pick at all. I'm going to go with Dixon. I think Dixon Dixon, uh, uh, low-key and less pressure with a lot more uh, spotlight on other drivers this year. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there and argue tooth and nail over that. But uh, whether it's Michael or Chip or somebody, they've kind of been doing them wrong a little bit the last few years. Onward to picks, Kerm. We rock, paper, scissors here. Yep. Call it off. One, two, three. Rock. Got the paper. God damn it. I'll, uh, I'm going to go with Herta. <laughs> and I'll take Newgarden. How's that for irony? There you go. I mean, Herta would have been my first pick, too. It's pretty hard not to pick him there. He was uh, pretty dominant last year. Then they had ready trick, hadn't it? With that in mind, I'll go with Rossi. Yeah. Okay. Scott Dixon. And Alex Palau. Mm. I think the sixth pick this year is always going to be a hard one, Curb. I think it's kind of what you what we said earlier. It's like there's five, pretty easy five, and then and then it, it starts getting grayer. I'm going to go award. I'm going to leave you with one more question. I think there's an enigma here on the list of uh, from last year. Brightness VK. Fire the first half of the year. Nowhere to be found the second half of the year, unless he was taking out half the championship contenders. The arrow pointing up or down for him in 2022. Well, don't forget he had that bike accident. And I think that was like the beginning of the end of his demise, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's the clear the clear uh, dividing line in the season. Before that, he was uh, supposedly heading to Penske in 2022. And after that, he was, uh, is he going to stay in the series? Enigma is a good word for it. I it, It's a bit like... I can't believe we're bringing the name up, but uh, the mystery, uh, the mystery injury of uh, Mr. Hinchcliffe, right? You know, you know that we never really got the full story on. Affected his driving to the point where he's no longer driving. That's a hard one, Curb. I, I, I'll be honest with you. That one's very difficult to um, call. I, I think it's a good question. If you're gonna, if you're gonna push my back to the wall, I'm gonna say he's not gonna get there. Well, yeah. Let's let's just say top ten is a dividing line. Top 10 is a comeback season, and not in the top 10 is a reason for concern. Not in top 10. I'm afraid I'm right there with you. I'm rooting for him. Seems like a good kid, and uh, he was good to my granddaughter last year at the 500. So I'm rooting for him. But um, yeah, There's probably a lot of these guys who'd like to see do well, but they're all not going to do well. It's just the nature uh, of the beast. No, I'm just pointing out that we don't have anything against him. We're, we're, we'd, ha- we'd be happy to no, see him do well, no. I think. no. I think in general we're pretty clear about who we're against. Right. So. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, do we have any sponsors left on this show? Uh, let's get the Twitter out there first. At Hero. We haven't H-I-R-O, been H-I-R-O IndyCar. Not, we have not been banned yet. Okay. At Hero. H-I-R-O IndyCar. Uh, sponsors. Uh, which Of which I will be visiting the sponsor uh, next week. Or, yeah. South Street Diner. 
Boston, Massachusetts. Mention this podcast, and the owner Saw will give you a generous discount. Uh, yeah, give cool. uh, give my best to Saul and Sue. I will do so. I'll be out there for my son's national ski jumping competition. There you go. Well, I'll give my best to Rutger as well then. Yeah. Well, I think uh, not expecting great things, Kurt, but uh, it'll be a great experience. There you go. All right, so we got a Twitter handle and we have a sponsor and and we're done. Is that it? I'm going to take advantage of uh, of my visit out there and kind of hit that sponsor up for some Delray Me so we can get our website improved. Good night, everybody. Take care. Take care.